African Dialogue, looking at different events in depth, discussing a variety of issues. What we see here is a clear violation of one, the right to privacy of Tiwonge and uh, Stephen. The position of Greenpeace is that it's been a disappointing meeting. Well, thank you for joining us right here on Channel Africa, where we look at things from an African perspective. It's great to be back. A thank you to Kumbelo, who was standing in for me in the past few days. Uh, well, let's look at what we're looking at uh, today on our program. We're looking back at the SADC Extraordinary Double Troika meeting that was happening to look at some of the progress that was made there. The SADC Extraordinary Double Troika meeting uh, was last week in Luanda, Angola, at the top of the gender well Lesotho, the DRC and Madagascar, which all pose uh, a possible instability in the SADC region. The chairperson of SADC, who's also president of South Africa, Cyril Ramaphosa, opened the meeting acknowledging that whilst there were many challenges in the region, considerable progress has been made and the region was stable. Also, what was announced was uh, uh, the increase of trade, which will ignite skills transfer, employment and transformation. Before we get into the discussion with our guests who are already on the line, let's listen to this report by Amina Akra. Chairperson of SADC, President Cyril Ramaphosa, has lauded Lesotho for the progress it has made since the process of mediation established in August 2014 between political parties following an attempted coup. Ramaphosa says there is now stability in that country. But they are having consultations with stakeholders, so they are busy and are engaged in a consensus building process, introducing bills in parliament, but also having those pieces of legislation being discussed in stakeholder forums. But they've also made quite a lot of progress in relation to what led to the instability in Lesotho at the security level those people who were responsible for, for instance, the killing uh, of Major General Mahao have been arrested. While South Africa's Deputy President, Ramaphosa, was appointed special envoy to the small mountain kingdom. With the process of peace on track, SADC has decided on a new arrangement. The view that was taken by the summit is that, yes, uh, I should continue, notwithstanding the fact that I'm president of South Africa and also the chair of uh, SADAC. They felt that that continuity is necessary as we move now towards the finish line. But they also said that in view of the fact that I'll be engaged with many other matters that have to do with government, we should appoint a high-profile person who will assist me in this task and who will be reporting to me as facilitator. The Troika also heard feedback regarding the situation in the Democratic Republic of Congo and an input from its president, Joseph Kabila, while decrying the resurgence of violence in the northeastern Ituri region of the vast East African country. Sadak appears satisfied regarding commitments made by Kabila that the overture election in his country will be held in December this year and will not be sending former Namibian president Hafike Punya Pohamba to oversee preparations. President Kabila was very clear in saying that 
The DRC of 20 years ago is very different to the DRC of today. And he took time to thank the countries in the region, specifically mentioned South Africa, for being very supportive and for helping and nurturing uh, this democracy that is emerging and becoming stronger in the DRC. Uh, so they have a good measure of confidence. Of course, there are all these um, incidents in the east of the country. He did not say, he did not get a, even give a sense that they would destabilize uh, the situation in the country. With regards to Madagascar, Ramaphosa has called for restraint as that country's elections approach at the end of the year, urging all stakeholders to put the country first. Well, just to make a correction, that report was by uh, Abusi Chimombe, not by Amin Akram, as I mentioned there. Really looking at uh, the approach that uh, uh, the SADC Extraordinary Double Troika meeting had last week. And are we hopeful about the stability of the SADC region? Will we see progress when it comes to uh, the expectations, especially when you look at countries such as the Democratic Republic of Congo, where we saw a commitment? from uh, President Kabila saying that uh, he will pursue that December date for elections this year and uh, do we also see things actually change when you look at uh, the real uncertainty of uh, stability in Madagascar and we know also Lesotho is still a talking point to assist us on this we have Professor Shadrach Guto who is a political analyst joining us today and Levin Do is also joining us uh, as another a political analyst to Give us their views on the context of uh, uh, what's happening in the SADC region. Now, I want to start with you, Professor Guto. Thank you for giving us your time. Uh, the chairperson of SADC, as we heard on that particular um, uh, clip, President Cyril Ramaphosa was speaking about progress being made in the region. From your assessment in terms of how things looked, in terms of issues of the DRC, issues of Madagascar and Lesotho, what do you think was the way forward and uh, the progress that was made at this particular gathering itself? Well, I think what is important is uh, from the meeting of the Troika is basically pointing out three major issues uh, which are based on country-to-country basis and I think that is important to take an uh, overall view of what is what are the problems within the SADC region, uh, the Southern Africa Development Community countries, which is a regional economic community within the Africa Union, and it is therefore important because the Africa Union is trying to use the regional economic communities as blocks for mm-hmm. pushing forward the idea of Africa Renaissance. Mm-hmm. But I would like to say that this time's meeting, if we focus on the current meeting of the Troika made up of, of course, uh, South Africa is uh, currently chairing uh, SADC and therefore is uh, 
uh, really leading that process, but we have other countries within it. Mm. Uh, what we are dealing with here is issues dealing with three countries in particular, and that is with Madagascar, with the Democratic Republic of Congo, DRC, and with Lesotho. In my view, the Lesotho issue needs to be dealt with in really uh, innovative ways, not just one of uh, top-down, whether when there's a crisis, they send in a mission there, the mission agrees with the political parties that are struggling for each other and for state power, and that is all. There's nothing which is coming from the ground. In other words, approach peace building and reorganizing the society from both bottom-up and top-down approach. Don't just top-down. So far, SADC has been using top-down approach and not people involvement in the process. Secondly, for Lesotho, it's a question and I'll be there and discuss with, among others, even the current Prime Minister, mm. to say Lesotho needs to make a new constitution. So. Part of their problem is constitutional. It gives too much powers to mm. the uh, Prime Ministership mm. and so on. Yeah. And then sure. we can go to other countries and see what their problems are, sure. which are not the same as those in Lesotho. Well, let me bring it to Levindor right now, just to get his views in terms of his sum up in terms of their achievements. I mean, as I highlighted, Ramaphosa sees progress being made. Uh, do you see the same things in that light as well, Mr. Ndo? Thank you very much. Um, good morning to the listeners. Good morning to Professor Guto. I think what we, what we have um, in the three countries mentioned are the problems that are known by everybody in Africa, in SADC, and the citizens of those countries. And I would really love to agree with Professor Guto, if I have to start with Lesotho, mm. that indeed the challenges that we have in Lesotho are mainly constitutional, but also at the same time, there seem to be a, a, a perception that seeks to say that the ordinary citizens in Lesotho are not being brought uh, uh, on board in terms of addressing their own challenges. Sure. And in the main, you always get the two major political parties in Lesotho fighting each other and the army and the police taking sides. And that, that is one of the biggest challenges that we face in Lesotho. But the number two, a constitutional aspect in Lesotho is that there seems to be an inability amongst politicians in Lesotho to accept the fact that they can still work together in a coalition government. And I think the root cause of the problems in Lesotho are informed by the constitutional arrangements which emphasize or which spoke about coalition government. And I think that is where 
the people of Lesotho, political parties, and the citizens themselves must find a way to go above coalition and differences amongst political parties and find each other. You know what? Sure. You, you can go we, on, Mr. Ndu. Sure. If we move quickly to the DRC, you would know that Joseph, uh, uh, President Kabila, has been in power for a very, very long time. And remember, when he got into power, he, he did not get in through the democratic processes. And one would quickly not forget what actually happened last time when they said his term of office has expired. Everybody else in the DRC wanted to see Joseph Kapila getting out of power. And I think it, it is upon this, the leaders in Africa to say, when time is up, I need to actually vacate office and ensure that democratic processes have to be in place. The coup d'etat in, in Madagascar and the very same leaders who still want to contest for positions of power, mm-hmm. it's a recipe for disaster for Madagascar. And I think as well, it is upon citizens themselves to come on board and say, what is it that we can do better? The top-down approach that SADC has to come up with seems to be the only solution now because SADC cannot go and stay in a country permanently. Mm. But obviously, you need citizens to, be, to, to come on board. You need political leaders who must say, we need to rise above uh, our own personal interest, political party interest, and work for the unity and the interest of the entire population. And I think SADC's approach now is to say, these are the three troublesome countries in the region, and we need to start ensuring that there is peace and stability in these countries because elections are looming, and the results for election in these three countries always bring political mm-hmm. and economic instability. Well, we'll come back to those particular questions because we know that uh, there has been various envoys that have been designated to these various countries such as the DRC and also Lesotho and uh, uh, Madagascar. We'll deal with those particular issues on how that facilitation of national dialogues will actually be able to de-escalate uh, national tensions and also to make sure that the polarized environments in these countries is brought under control. Well, we are speaking to Levin Do, who's joining us from the Tony University of Technology, and also Professor Shadrick Guto, who's a political analyst, has worked uh, very much central to the university University of South Africa. I'm going to take a quick break and then we'll come back with our guests and continue this discussion. This is Channel Africa, South Africa's official international public radio station on shortwave, internet and satellite. From an African perspective, Guess what? You can now listen to Channel Africa using Silozi, Chinyanja, Kiswahili, Portuguese, French, and English, giving you an African perspective. Hi, my name is Tandalunya Nzovo, and you are listening to Channel Africa. We are Channel Africa from an African perspective. Channel Africa, bringing you the African perspective. 
Well, today our main focus is looking at the stability in the SADC region, looking in retrospect to the SADC extraordinary double troika uh, that took place in Angola last week. We're speaking with the two experts on the line, Professor Shadrach Guto, Levin Do, who are analysts today, really trying to break down what needs to be done to actually cement stability in the SADC region following this particular gathering by heads of state where a lot of discussions were made. But I want to stick to the issue of Madagascar, Professor Shedrick Guto, in terms of looking at the unrest there and the divisions there. We know that uh, the current president, Harry Rajwani Pianina, was very much adamant in talking about the divisions that he saw, the fact that uh, he saw that the current unrest in the country is intended to divide the country, while we know former President Mark Ravalo Manana is trying to get back into the thick of things, claiming electoral laws are designed to prevent him from running for power. Uh, so what needs to be set in place there? I know what is going to be happening is that the SADC is going to be deploying a special envoy to Madagascar, which will be led by former president of Mozambique, Jaquim Shisano. Do you think that the former president of um, Mozambique, Shisano, um, is the relevant person to take this responsibility? And how do you see things going forward there to really make sure that uh, these divisions that we see in Madagascar are really now brought into focus? Well, I think, first of all, uh, to say that Madagascar has gone through a lot of problems, and I see here another top-down approach which is not supported by bottom-up approach. You need the two to go together. Mm. And therefore, sending a credible person like uh, former president of uh, Mozambique there is important because I think Shifano is one of the most respected leaders in modern Africa. But the question is, what is the process from the bottom of building uh, really patriotism and matriotism within the population of Madagascar. If we don't address that, we will not really solve the problem. They will go to elections, there will be political parties will agree at the top, and, but not with the people. So connection of politicians, politics, and the people on the ground is a problem in Africa, not just in Madagascar, but a real problem in Madagascar at the moment as they go through a process of elections. And I think that election observation should already be on the ground rather than waiting to Mm. have election observers from the UN, rather from the African Union, and so on mm. within the last one week or two of the elections. They ought to be there on the ground already so that we get election observers reports which are accurate and do indicate what is really happening. We usually have them going there two or three days before elections, staying in hotels, taking a few photographs, and... Uh, presenting pre-organized results. 
And I think that's part of the problem. So the problem is for Africa. The problem is for Chadek. The problem is really for the people of Madagascar uh, to try and uh, address the problem. Madagascar is really uh, a jewel of Africa if it was to be governed really properly and within the rule of law, proper constitutionalism, and those needs to be looked at. Hmm. Let me come to you, uh, Professor, uh, Mr. Levindor, rather. I'm also interested in your take in terms of also what um, um, Professor Guto is highlighting there, especially when you look at um, uh, the situation when it comes to electioneering on the African continent, especially with instability. Do you think uh, Professor Guto has a case there saying that already we should have people on the ground? I mean, when you look at the DRC situation, yes, we've heard Professor President Kabila speaking about um, elections previously, but we never saw a real commitment due to instabilities that we saw moving into uh, the election period. So that, that's a conundrum, isn't it, Mr. Levindo, that we don't want to see ourselves in the same situation. So leading up to even the DRC situation, we still have the same question as, will there be a real commitment on the ground? And probably will we see a different situation unfolding uh, when it comes to the unrest in the country? One of the biggest challenges we face um, in Africa, and specifically with the African leaders, is that when there is an international gathering, either your summit uh, and all these other gatherings, what the leaders speak there is totally different to what they act. Uh, Remember, the DRC situation has been with us for a very, very long time. Former President Mbeki and former Minister Mufamadi have been given the responsibility to deal with the DRC situation long time ago in order to bring stability in that country. Another biggest challenge that we face in Africa with some countries is that you have got countries that seem to, that seem to prefer to be policed by regional bodies like the SADC. And they would go make commitments to SADC, when they get out of the SADC uh, 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 forums, they will go and act totally differently. For how long have people expected the DRC to have peace and stability and ensure that there are free and fair elections? And that's why I'm, I'm re- I raised the issue earlier that when the people of the DRC few months ago knew that the term of office for Joseph Kabila has come to an end. They ran to the DRC embassies. Mm. They went on rampage because they knew that was not going to get out of power. And in the main, it is the responsibility of the SADC region. It is the responsibility of the political leaders in the DRC. But it's also the responsibility of the citizens themselves to ensure that they actively participate in ensuring that there is peace and stability in their own countries. And I think it is time that Africa is to mature and take responsibility for its own destiny. I, I, I agree with those who march against leaders. I, I support those who will raise genuine issues and use uh, um, all the different strategies for political change. But I think in the main, 
responsibilities to accompany whatever action that citizens and political leaders are actually taking. And I Mm. think it is up to the leaders themselves to say, we need to bring change in our countries and the cities, because they expect citizens to support them, and the citizens will then be able to support them if indeed they they are being seen as the agents of change. And unfortunately, that is not the case with most of the leaders that we have in Africa and in some countries today. I want to also look at the leadership of Ramaphosa, as we heard when we started the program in our actuality piece that uh, Sadek has asked him to actually continue playing a a mediation role in Lesotho, despite him being president of South Africa. Professor Guter, do you think that he's making strides and is being effective? And do you think that uh, he will be able to manage the uh, responsibilities that he has and also even reforming uh, South African politics in the way that he's trying to with these issues of corruption and also trying to balance that with the, the heavy weight of, of the, the, the SADC region? Well, I think that it's important for us to understand that Sibiru Maposa was never out of South Africa before 1994 mm-hmm. in a substantive manner. He may have visited a few countries here and there, but he never lived in them, so he doesn't understand Africa properly. The question is, who are the advisors mm. to Phil Ramaphosa? Sure. Uh, that's critical because if he doesn't have credible advisors who know what's going on on the ground and to give him the food, he will just go there for ceremonial purposes and so on and so on. So that's one thing. Secondly, I would like to say that he is capable of doing something if he is convinced and he is properly advised. So I don't know what type of advisors he has and uh, in the uh, mm. department or the of foreign affairs and, 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 and relations and so on. That is important to be brought in. Secondly, I think that Situations such as those in the DRC are very complex, but South Africa has been involved in it for a very long time. You know, the peace agreements that were reached and them going through, uh, you know, uh, redesigning the bureaucracy in the country, elections and so on, South Africa was involved. Mm. So we have been majorly involved there, but as we move forward, we have here a situation where uh, Kabila has to be get out of the office. The question is what is going to take place. Mm. And of course, Kabila would, like in any political system, try to have people who support his policies, will protect him and his family and so on as they move forward. That's one aspect that Mm. needs to be looked at. The second one is that the DRC is one of the richest countries in Africa in terms of mineral resources, forestry, uh, you know, uh, we have uh, 
the only country with major uh, rainforest in the, in, the, in the world, and it has been looted and it's being looted and we need to deal with it. We are dealing with DRC with, uh, in terms of uh, electricity and so on can be generated from the Congo River and so forth. So it is a critical country in the but how do we approach to convince the Congolese, the DRC people, really to begin to love their country? It is divided and it has been mm-hmm. since 1960 when the CIA from the U.S. and others really uh, started damaging it at the point of liberation at that particular point, killed Patrice Lumumba and so on and so forth. We need to go through that and Mm. try to see how do we deal with it. And we can't have people from outside of Africa trying to tell us they have a solution. They don't Mm. have. Mm. All they want is to plunder the resources and so on. And Africa Mm. needs to have a renaissance, Mm. which is to revive Africa's economy, to position Africa as one of the leading regions in the world Mm. in terms of wealth, industrialization, and so on and so forth. Well, it's very interesting that you highlight that because we know that uh, now we're going to see... uh, a real big calendar in, in the year. And let me come back to you, Mr. Levindo, as we sum it up. And Professor Gutu has been highlighting the fact that uh, critically alerting the situation, saying that there hasn't been a, a bottom-up approach to the way that things have been dealt with. I mean, we now is going to see a, a real roadmap in terms of the electoral calendar in the DRC. We know also that urgent deployment of the SADC Special Envoy will be going to the DRC as well as we highlighted that uh, uh, Joachim Chisano, former president of Mozambique, will be heading that. Mm-hmm. And another very interesting area is Lesotho where the Extraordinary Summit endorsed the roadmap for reforms. I know that the constitutional reform is very important in that country and the national dialogue which has to be inclusive. In terms of facilitating these process, definitely a lot of work has to be done. And I'm sure that a lot of um, uh, collaborative efforts have to be done through the facilitation of SEDEC moving forward so we can see true fruition. Indeed. Um, if you look at the Lesotho situation, the crisis has been going on since 1966. And from 1966 up to today, uh, in Lesotho, there has never been any form of political instability. And I think as well, it is also about the people that are given the responsibility, you know, to brief the people are supposed to bring in solution in those countries. And if, if you recall, all the post-briefings uh, 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 that you would hear of uh, that relates to uh, the DRC, Lesotho, Madagascar, and many other countries, there is always an element of optimism and positiveness that something is going to be done. And the challenge being caused by the fact that political leaders will say something in a summit and act differently outside the summit. And I think I, I want to emphasize the fact that 
it is upon our leaders in Africa and in this region to ensure that they actually assist their own countries to move forward. And if you recall, Lesotho is a very, very uh, a small country which has got a very, very small uh, population. And I think if you have got people that are determined to ensure that there is peace and stability in Lesotho, that can be possible. And unfortunately, we have these kind of situations happening in that country. The experience about knowing or not understanding the dynamics in the country might be a, a factor. But I think in the main, you need those that are given responsibilities of political power to also come on board to assist so that they must be seen to be the ones who are bringing solutions in the challenges facing the country rather than expecting solutions to come from outside. Well, thank you for giving us your time. Thank you to Levin Doe, political analyst, joining us from the Twana University of uh, Technology. Thank you to Professor Shadrick Guto for giving us his time, also political analyst, joining us on the line. Thank you both, uh, uh, James, for giving us your views and giving us a context to this uh, SADC uh, stability situation. Well, that's how we wrap it up. Let's have some music. This is Casper uh, Vest and Haupele, and this one is titled Destiny. It will take us to our business news and thereafter we'll get our sports.